Hello and welcome to Big Banded Gaming. I'm your host, Troy, and today we have Isaiah, Colton, Morning. and Josh. <laughs> uh, how dare name? you interrupt me, Isaiah? How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, I'm I, know sorry. I, I know I broke the plan. I just went for it, but have some <laughs> decency, sir. All right. How you guys doing? We're doing great. You're surviving you don't, this. You don't know. <laughs> don't don't speak for sure. me. <laughs> you guys all uh surviving the uh the global heat wave? Uh it's 110 degrees, so yeah. I mean I'm trying. I work outside, so it's a little hard to, but Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's Reliance a Reliance telling me, uh you know, conserve on energy or we're gonna charge you out the nose. So that's good. Oh god. That's no fun. I uh <laughs> I live out here in the desert, so it's as hot as it should be, and we're very prepared for it to be as hot as it should be, so I feel <laughs> kind of bad, but yeah. I feel bad for Europe right now. I mean, they don't have freaking AC over there for the most part, and they're about to get like 100 degree weather. Yeah, it's about to be like the one of the hottest places on the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah, that's as wow. Yeah, so so we got it okay. We got it okay. Yeah, I'm trying not to complain too much. <laughs> it's just I heard that. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But uh, it's been a few weeks since we last met up. I'm trying to remember. Oh, no, no. We did our E3 um, uh, trailer show. So that was fun. Uh, today, yeah. just throw it out there. Today we'll, is back to just our normal audio podcast. So you won't be missing out on anything. But I'm for thank you for the people that did subscribe. And just a little PSA out there. Um, I have it's all in our link tree, but we just started a little Patreon um, up to five or ten dollars. And what it will get you is um, if you uh, on either tier, um, it'll give you access to our community channel in our discord. So you can interact with us and we'll be posting in there and putting, you know, uh, if if we're deciding a, like a group, if we're trying to tie break like one of our games we're going to be playing for our, our community play, then that'd be a good place for you to break up the tie, things like that. So, yeah, check that out. Um, all right, guys. So we're just going to jump right in because it's been like, what, two months since we talked about any of the games we've been playing? Yeah, play yeah, a lot. Play a Do lot. a lot of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, well, it's weird because it's, it's the middle of summer, so it's kind of, there's not a lot being released, but after two months, you know, you come back and you're like, oh, oh, this could be our entire show. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, let's change plans here and let's, let's talk about the games we're playing. Let's do this. Um, all right, so let's just jump right in. Um, uh, first on our list here is Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course. And... Uh, a question how many of you guys played the original cuphead me um i think i think you handed nope. me the controller one time oh okay <laughs> i think uh the difficulty like shot me back like in my chair a couple paces so i just had to i gave you the controller back you know i said i'm not ready for this so <laughs> i played maybe 30 seconds of it yeah 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 um well uh, that brings up actually you bring up a good point of what i like about the delicious last course is it's so it's not a completely separate dlc it actually integrates into the main game and it doesn't take you too long to get to it right isaiah 
Right, so the way it works is that you need to at least finish one of the um, trousers, uh, uh, I think, uh, like, the, like the quest where you get the supers, you know? Those oh, are yeah. Like, uh, yeah, cemeteries. Yeah. yeah, you finish one of those, and I think you just finish one of the aisles, and you just get access to it. I read the, from my read, like the interviews with um, a studio MDHR about like, how to access like the DLC. You don't have to beat the game. That's the biggest takeaway. You don't want to beat the game. Yeah, it's pretty fast. And the, yeah. the thing that I like about this new DLC is uh, you get to play as Miss Chalice and you uh, trade off. You can't um, equip any of the uh, what are they called? It? Yeah, the charms. relics, the charms. The, you the can't charms. do like yes. like the easy parry or like the smoke bomb or more health. You just get Miss Chalice, which honestly is perfectly enough. Well, Miss Chalice has a double jump for one and a dodge with like iframes automatically. And right. instead of doing this little parry slap you have to do in the original game, which is kind of the biggest learning curve in Cuphead, uh, she can dash into it and it auto parries these these uh, little like pink things that like fill your super. So she's uh, uh she she makes uh, some bosses easier and some it's probably still easier to use uh, Cuphead or Mugman. But right. the biggest thing with difficulty is um, you get new items with this DLC, and it made the game dirt easy for me. <laughs> for someone yeah, me who too. blood, sweat, and tears through that original game to the <laughs> end. Uh, there's uh, So we talked about like parrying. I right. have an item right now where every time you parry something in a boss, uh, if you parry uh, like your first item, it'll give you a health back. You parry three times, it'll give you another heart. And if you parry five times, it'll give you another. So you can like have six hits in like one boss run, yeah. which just makes the game so much more manageable. And that carries into the main game. Instead so, of your normal what? Like, like how many pool. times did you get? Uh, three. It was a three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I miss Chalice yeah. get four. Yeah. I miss Chalice gives you four too. So I think they made it, uh, I, the bosses, uh, um, you know, they didn't like change. the. Di I think there is an easy mode now, though, too, right? There's yes. regular mode and easy a, on every boss. Yeah, for the base game, there is easy, regular, and then there is expert. Yeah, so there's a lot more um, difficulty options in the game now. And it's just so worth it if the difficulty ever scared you off. Because there's, you know, it, it's just you really have to appreciate how, how that game looks and how the boss cycles go. It's it's kind of like a Souls game in that way where you're like, oh, I want to, I don't know what this boss does, but I can't wait to find out sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it looks amazing. And this, uh, in an interview, uh, like Isaiah was saying, they said in this DLC, how many bosses are there? There are about, like, I think, five main super bosses? Like main yeah, five, and then those yeah. side ones. Yeah, those two um, side ones, yeah. Pretty much they have more frames of animation in those five bosses than they did in the entire base game. Which and is so those, beautiful. <laughs> those, yeah, those bosses look incredible. So, yeah, I, I, I had a really good time with that. And I know me and Isaiah beat it. And there's this cool little secret boss at the end, too, that has like yep. a really cool look. Real cool. Um, and and actually, that though. secret boss... I didn't look up like what the mechanic was and it took me maybe about five, four or five deaths till I was like, Oh, I see what's happening. Yeah. At first too. I was just like, what is going on? I'm just getting destroyed. Like floored. Like there's like this, like lightning cloud. There's waves coming at you. Circle, like, like little circle, like patterns. And you're just like, Oh my 
God. Yeah. <laughs> and everything's disappearing, reappearing. Uh, slight spoiler. So if you can skip like 15 seconds ahead on your little podcast device starting now. Yeah. But the, the trick was with that boss that any projectiles that come at you, um, if you're facing them, they turn, uh, they, they have like substance. And if you turn away from them, then they won't hurt you. Right. So there's like oh, screens. Cool. Yeah, there's like screen sweeping attacks. And I was like, I have no idea how to dodge this. Like I'm trying to dodge through it. Or I thought maybe you had to use Miss Chalice to dodge through it, which you could, I guess. You but, could, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I once I figured it out, I was like, oh, that's a really crazy. And the uh, the boss in the back is like like a claymation thing. It's yes. not even like it's like a claymation oh. skull. It's not even like the uh, the 2D hand-drawn animation. So yeah, right. it's really, really cool. Even cooler is that the current battlefield you're on is actually being held up by the hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The skeleton hands stuff. But yeah, yeah. just just a really good send-off to like a really awesome game. And it hit right when the Netflix show is taking off too, which I've heard is really good. They held off the second season or like the, like the rest of the show because of like the DLC, I believe. Yeah, so they're just really hitting in all cylinders, and I feel like Cuphead is oh, yeah. bigger than ever, which is weird, because <laughs> I feel like it's like one of those games that have has outgrown the game itself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the right, same way yeah. like Undertale or something like that has, you know? Uh, yeah. But a uh, yeah. question, how, who did you play as majority of the, of the, the, uh, the, uh, of the DLC? Because I went full on Miss Chalice the entire way. Uh, for I, I did the first couple of bosses with Miss Chalice, and then I did the um the castle floating castle. I did all of those with Miss Chalice, and then after that, I switched back to Mugman. Mm. Um, yeah. So there, there was one boss where I would kept getting hit because I was double jumping, and the uh, Mugman still has a higher jump, so you don't need to double jump like right. you with Miss Chalice. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, just still, like, awesome game. I It's pretty much I can recommend it to everyone now because there's so <laughs> many difficulty tweaks through uh, through items and through just, like, straight-up difficulty tweakers and stuff. So, yeah, just just a legendarily good game now. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I like to get my own word with, like, a, a, this DLC and the how, like... It was genuinely a blast. It, it's just like back to back fun, and like with like like what you said, like more frames in the entire game with these animations. They look gorgeous. They're gonna give you a good smile, bro. Like I'm telling you, y'all yeah. have to try out this game. Like I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, they made one of the best looking games of all time look even better, which is crazy. And it'll <laughs> yeah. run on like anything. Like you can just play that on the Switch, and it you know won't skip a beat. So. All right, cool. Uh, I'm actually going to skip what my list is in front of you, and let's go to... I want to hear about Tunic. Because originally, I think I, I when it first came out, I was trying to explain what made Tunic special. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. kind of a hard thing to do unless you played it and have your aha moment with it. So I don't know how far, uh, jo- uh, uh, Josh or Colton, how far you guys have gotten it, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, I feel like I'm about halfway through the game. I think Colton might be done with it. Is that right? Yeah, I finished it uh, about two weeks. I finished it like two days before that last Oh, wow. I never finished it, so talk to me about it. <laughs> well, I, 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 so I, how do I say this? 
So the game was great. I loved every second of it, except maybe the last 10% of it. And and maybe not even that. Uh, Maybe the last 5%. And I wouldn't say I didn't love it either. I just, uh, I I was really proud of myself. I didn't look anything up about that game because, you know, I kept running into roadblocks and I was like, I'm not going to look it Mm -hmm. up. You know, I feel like if I look around, I can find out what to do. And there were a couple of times, like there's probably three hours of that game, just me walking around trying to find out what to do. And that was probably the most frustrating part of the game. Yeah. It's just because I, I I ended up wasting so much time. You know, I kept going back to sections that I know I've checked before, but I'm like, maybe there's a hidden passage behind a tree that you have yeah. to like, you know, randomly stumble across. So, I, but I, I did make a, it through. Hmm? Uh, I was just going to say, I spent about 30 minutes earlier today just being lost. I, I have no idea where I'm going next. Yeah, I can't figure out. Yeah, that's the most frustrating part of the game. But I did make it through, like I said, nine and even it might be 95 percent of the game without looking anything up. That oh. last five percent, it was so frustrating. I think I I think I spent an hour and a half in the game walking around. I hit every corner of every map. And of course, not. I didn't hit every corner because I did end up I, I ended up having to look it up. And I was like, oh, I have to do that. There's no way I would have known that. There's no way I would have looked that, you know, or found that out by myself. So I had to look it up. I got to close to you know the close to the end of the game, and then I it kind of drops you into like a you know like a combat area, and it is so incredibly hard that I had I couldn't <laughs> even turn it down to easy to beat it. I I turned on like invincibility mode just to get past that section because it was so it, it after an hour maybe about an hour of trying that one combat arena thing over and over again i just i couldn't do it so i had to turn on invincibility mode to get through that area and then once i got through that area i had to keep looking up what to do like that last five percent of the game like every step was so convoluted to me uh but i did end up beating it um and i came i came out of that i came out of it very happy with the game i really liked it and i loved almost every minute of that game so i liked it way more than i thought i was going to yeah i um I didn't like it when I, uh, I first started. I think I talked about it on the podcast. I played a little bit on the PC, just like the first area, and uh, like I got the sword. And then I quit because I was so frustrated with <laughs> my laptop, basically, not the game. My laptop just could barely run it, so the frame rate was terrible, and mouse and keyboard controls were just awful. I do not recommend using a mouse and keyboard. So now that I'm playing on the Xbox, um, I'm having so much fun. This this is one of the best games I've played in a while. Um, really, really threw me off. What one thing that I, I had no no clue of was how much it's taking not just from Zelda, like everybody says, but it's taking from Dark Souls a lot more that, than I that expected. Is, yeah, that's one of the big things I took away from it. I I go zoning in thinking I was thinking Legend of Zelda when I going into it, but I kept thinking Dark Souls after I started playing it. Yeah. Uh, I like how interesting the world is. I like the way they use the uh, the leveling system. It's it's just a bit different. Uh, yeah. they, like it's item based instead of uh, just strictly stats, which I, I'm enjoying a lot. I I want to know what the moment was for you guys when you're like, oh, that's what this game is doing, and you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Do I? Uh, I mean, maybe not. I mean, uh, I think so. I, I, I already heard so much about the 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 like booklet the the guide that yeah, that you have in game. That's what I'm talking about. So so I, it didn't really 
that's not what got me. I think it's like I I actually was kind of down on that for the beginning. I was like, okay, it's a gimmick, whatever. But once it started, I guess what you're saying is like once it started clicking, where I was like, oh, there's this little thing that I I've had this page for about two hours and I yeah, didn't realize gave you the that on this page. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean it. I I was falling in love with the game even before that moment. I was like, okay, this game is. It's so smooth. The combat's great. Um, exploration is very reminiscent of old school Zelda, but it has just enough extra that I think it stands on its own above any Zelda like. Great, great soundtrack too. I think I said oh, yeah. that last time. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm glad some. I'm glad you guys got your hands on it and was able to dig in because I feel like that's just one of those. There's not a lot of games that you play. Or you start playing and you're like, oh, I was not expecting any of this. You know, it's not like a known value. Yeah. And I, I first, the, the length of the game really threw me off. Like, I oh, yeah. really thought it was going to be like a seven or eight hour game, like max. But I just, I kept finding more and more areas. I like that game is, that game is so big. There's so many, there's so many areas in that game. And that, that really surprised me. Yeah. It's weird because Death's Door, I feel like, has been really overtaken by Tunic. Those those two games came out just close enough, and Death Door plays it a little more straight. Like Death Door is what you guys are talking about, where you're like, "Oh, I was expecting just a, like a cool looking Zelda with you know some neat puzzles." Uh, but I think Tunic definitely takes it that step further. I'm actually so excited to play Death Door. I haven't played it yet, but that's on my to do list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go for it. And you might, I don't know, I, I think I still enjoyed Death Door more, but that's just because I get, I'm not like Colton. I will get, if I don't know what to do, I'm just like, I'm wasting my time. Well, yeah, he was, he's big into Outer Wilds, and that, that game frustrated me from. Oh, exactly. I love yeah. Outer Wilds. Oh, <laughs> I know people, yeah, I know uh, plenty of people that are like, that's probably like one of my top three games ever. Like That was Giant Bomb's <laughs> yeah. game of the year and everything. And I was like, I can't. I can't. I tried. I tried so hard. Oh, no, I, I really like that game. And like how like uh, how you, you don't make sense to you at first. Then you like kind of like start piecing everything together yourself. And it's like that feels yeah. so rewarding. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I feel like Fez really early on yeah. last generation. Oh, really, yeah. Really started. Well, that was back on the 360. Fez was the first I love one of those that games. Game. We're just like, oh, there's like there's this goes like a layer deeper than you thought. Yeah. And I don't you're care like about that hours layer. in. <laughs> <laughs> that layer did it meant nothing to me. I I loved that game before I found out about that layer, and I was like, uh, "I'm good. I'm gonna stop here. I'm not yeah. gonna dig any deeper." Yeah, The Witness has something like that too, where it's once true. you figure out something's going on, you're like, "What?" <laughs> these are all top tier right. games. I, I like I said, this. these are the puzzle games that I usually do dip into, other than just yeah. you know, it's what I prefer, but. All right, cool. Uh, so that was Tunic, and now let's jump into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And I believe I'm the only... Uh, Josh, you said you played a single level, but... Yes, and I had to. fun, but it was too hard because I set the difficulty too hard. I will not learn my lesson. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, uh, especially playing by yourself. I, I played yes. the hard mode with like eight people, and that was kind of a fun nightmare, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, so this is by Dot Emu. This is the people that did Streets of Rage Four, which is like maybe is is one of the best is the best beat up beat 'em up of all time I've played. It's uh, it's amazing. So I I knew coming in I like praise. 
Oh uh, yeah, Streets of Rage Four is awesome. Uh, also on Game Pass, I think. But so, yes. um, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is kind of a callback to the older teenage like Konami beat 'em ups, but it's a it has a lot more depth because those games, the turtles all kind of have like the same like run animations. The only thing that was really different was maybe their like weapon range, you know, like everyone just wanted to pick Donatello because of yeah. the stick. <laughs> but um, the purple. Yeah, I mean, this game was in development forever and it got delayed and delayed and you can just see why because they just put so much time, personality and time and like all the artwork and the enemies like in that first level, like all the enemies are just doing like weird, wacky things when you mm-hmm. walk up. Um, the music is done by the same same guy that did Sonic Mania, which is it's really awesome. There's like vocal tracks and yeah, and, is yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, so there, yeah, so it's not too long. It, you can probably beat it in a few hours, but it's just so tightly paced. It's just really doesn't waste your time. Um, it, and, uh, what I figured out too, is it's a lot deeper than you would think, which is probably why Josh hit that difficulty curve. Cause I think they want you to play on hard once you can figure out, Oh, there's like different moves you can do. It, it definitely like, pushed me immediately to be like, Oh, okay. I need to like, not just sp- like spam x yeah yeah there's and uh the thing i like about it is it's not like those old school beat-em-ups like with arcades where it just it it's unfair and it just wants you to put more quarters in you know like it gives you things you can't dodge and the enemies just Mm. move so fast like uh you have a lot of mobility you literally have a dodge button that has like iframes so you can really strategize and get get good at the game uh, I think there's literally achievements that are like, you know, beat this level without getting hit once. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you know what you're doing, that's actually feasible, which in those games, that's like, you know, the older ones, that's impossible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there uh, there is on the story mode, there's like a site level up system. So that was the only thing I, I don't know if I loved is it is it encourages you just to pick one character and stick with it because they all have their own um, their own bars. Mm-hmm. So it gives you like maybe an extra extra life or an extra bar for your super. So it kind of I, I still experimented with everyone just for one level. But at the end of the day, I just stuck with like Ra- Raphael just because I just needed to level up one character to get through. So it was starting to get difficult. Um, but uh, there's the story mode. There's like a straight up arcade mode where you can just jump in with other players uh, up to eight players, which is really cool. Um, I think it's the four turtles. It's uh, April O'Neil, um, Splinter, and uh, oh, who else? And then, uh, oh, yeah, and Casey Jones. So eight characters on Game Pass. Just really, really good time. Not as deep, and I wouldn't say as good as um, Street to Rage 4, but I don't think it needs to be. I think it was made to be a little more casual. Um, and I just saw like a headline the other day that it hit one million sales, so... And that's not including Game Pass. So obviously they they made the right move, you know? Oh, yeah. Because this could have easily been just like a cash grab, like a lot of other things are like this, but they really put time into it. Or uh, or just like a nostalgia grab, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Really good. Really good time. And good to see they didn't just, you know, make a lazy old beat-em-up. No, they're, they're not handling the collection that's coming, right? Uh, no, I... I don't think so. I think that's put together by 
I mean, that might be like M2 or something doing that. So hopefully it's M2 because they do those collections really well. But no. Yeah. Um, and that collection looks pretty good too. It looks comprehensive, but am I... Yeah. It, How many of those can you play? <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, I always uh, kind of regret going back to those um beat em ups outside of an arcade setting because you just see yeah. you get to like see how cheap it is actually and it's just kind of <laughs> when you're not slamming buttons and you know after eating like a whole pizza it just doesn't yeah. get the same <laughs> <laughs> you know because they re- they re-released like the simpsons one on ps3 and i was so pumped because i'd played yeah. that like a thousand times and then i beat it like in an hour and a half and i was like oh <laughs> you know i played it for like 10 minutes i was like yeah I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it just it's just not the same. So, yeah. But yeah, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's still on Game Pass, but it's on everything. So it's on Switch and Xbox or PS4. So, yeah, good time. All right, and let's uh move on to Diablo. Uh, what's uh, Diablo Immortal on the, on the phones? And Colton, you've been playing that? I have. I downloaded it when it came out. Uh, not really knowing how I was going to like it. And it turns out I liked it a lot. So I think the first three and a half weeks when it came out, I got on every day. Like spare time at, at work normally is when I did it. But even at home, I, you know, I, I'd hop on and play like 30 minutes at home or something. I liked it so much that after that first week, I bought the uh, $5 battle pass that came with it, even though it was only going to be like a, maybe like a month and a half long battle pass. I was like, I'm getting on, you know, every day I'm earning enough stuff that where I'm earning quite a bit of stuff on the free, you know, tier of the battle pass. But I mean, I might as well just, you know, I could unlock all this other gear and all this stuff to upgrade my gear. If I just spend the $5 and at that point, I've probably put maybe 10 hours into it. So I figured I might as well just go ahead and get the battle passes. I liked it so much. Um, I've slowed down on it a lot, but I think I don't think that's due to the game. I think uh, work has really picked up, and since that was the main place I was playing it, that's the only reason why I've kind of slowed down a little bit on playing it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I very much I I really like it, and it's my first yeah. Diablo game, so I don't know if it says anything. But I've uh, ever it ever says since, you would like three a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I know you've said that before, and you know, looking back at them or looking back at like trailers and videos of diablo 3 it it you know it is piquing my interest a lot more than it did before the game before the mobile game came out yeah yeah and that's that's kind of what i uh because i played maybe a few hours of it too and it just made me really want to get the switch version of diablo 3 uh because it it is very much that i think the one big difference is it's kind of like a a semi-mmo so you see other players like walking around and doing missions and Mm -hmm. and that's not something diablo 3 does it more just you know you just kind of uh spawn in with groups of four kind of like borderlands style so um I, i i think the coolest thing about diablo immortal for me was just seeing the implement implementation of all that and just like seeing what they could do with four (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah 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 diablo immortal just made me excited like it wanted me to, it, it made me want to go back to three and it makes me very excited for four so yeah and i know there's like a whole monetization thing and if you played enough colton maybe you would have ran into that but from the sound I mean, of it i know and i know people have been complaining about it like you know crazy since the game came out i haven't really run into anything yet 
Like I've just been like, especially after my $5 battle pass thing, I haven't like, I haven't wanted for anything, you know, like I'm, I am appropriate, appropriately leveled and appropriately geared for where I am in the story. Like, I feel like I don't need anything. Um, so maybe people, I don't, I, I haven't really looked too much into the whole complaints about the monetization. So I don't know if people complaining about it are really far into the game and maybe that's when you hit the wall. I'm not sure. But where I'm at right now, I haven't really run into that issue. Um, yeah. So far, but I will, I will say I was really surprised with how good the game looked. Like just certain like animations, you know, just playing the game and a lot of the cutscenes are like, I feel like they're straight up like, like a cutscene I would expect on my, on my PS4, you know? Oh yeah. And that's been Blizzard's MO for forever is they, yeah. They put money into those cutscenes. If I if I played more of their games, it probably wouldn't have been as surprising to me. But since I don't, I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised with how good everything looked in the game. Yeah, yeah. And for uh, Diablo Four is definitely one of my most like anticipated games. Like that's a game I'm gonna play. Like hopefully with some of you guys and Sam, and it just looks like a fun game that we could jump in and out of. You know. Because that was one thing Diablo 3 did really well is it didn't matter how how overleveled or where you were in the stories. Um, it was always really good about, you know, <coughs> leveling the numbers and everything. So, uh, yeah. So it's just a really good game to do all that. Um, all right, cool. So uh, I'm going to go move on to Point B. And that is how you say that, Point B. So Point B is a Netflix uh, uh, phone game. So name, one of bro. those. Yeah. <laughs> and it is by the Downwell developer. Um, and if you don't remember what Downwell is, it was a game where you were endlessly falling. And the goal of the game really was to just like never land. So as you were falling, you had opportunities to like jump on enemies and chain, uh, like kind of like chain your jump all the way down. And uh, you could shoot, and that'd kind of like float you. And the cool thing I remember about Point B was I had it on the Vita, and you could um, you could do a thing where you could hit a setting, and you would you would turn your Vita to the like um, instead of the side to vertically, and it gave you a lot more like oh, screen I real estate. I forgot they did that. Yeah. So, and that's really what Point B is. It's like it's one of those games, one of those few games where I'm like, I don't think I'd want to play this on anything else but my phone. Like, it's just perfect like that. So, Point B kind of does what Downwell does, but better. And it does it. <laughs> you're not falling. You're always climbing. And so, uh, the point of the game is you have this monster that's kind of chasing you up the screen, and there's fruits that you're um, that you're chaining, like you're jumping up into. And to like appease the monster under you, it'll say, hey, you need like two strawberries and one orange. And you have you have four jumps to collect all that. And you can like bounce off the sides, bounce off enemies to give yourself extra jumps. And it's just one of those games where like the minute you you uh, you you like die, you're like, okay, I can do better. I'll go again. And the one thing it does a lot better than Downwell is it has a really good progression system. So you're always leveling up and uh, leveling up gives you like more jumps before you have to land, which really helps um, you on like the later the later missions. And it'll also uh, you collect these little beads in the level that you can take to like a vending machine. And that's the thing that gives you upgrades. 
So it'll be like some of the upgrades will be like, okay, your jumps are more powerful. So you go further per jump or it, it, it gets even weirder. It's like if you bounce off a wall, you suck in all the fruits like a vacuum. So you don't need to aim um, as far as, you know, as uh, accurately as you need to. Um, there's also like puzzle levels. So it's just like it's really deep and there's a lot to it. It looks amazing. It's like super charming and colorful. Um, and like I said, if you have a Netflix subscription, it's it's free and it's awesome. And I, I just told Colton before this that Netflix got exclusive rights to Into the Breach on on phones too. So which I, I can't just wait for. That's gonna be in my new his life. mobile game. Yeah, yeah I'm so it's sounds- fired. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> it sounds like Netflix is making moves though. Like you don't get exclusive rights to Into the Breach without knowing exactly what you're doing. You know. Like, there's yeah, at I mean, least I've, someone there that knows what they're doing. Yeah, I've been really enjoying the Netflix games I've gotten so far. They've gotten some pretty good games. Of course, there's a lot I haven't touched. So, you know, there's a, it's very likely that most of them are bad. But the ones I've tried yeah. so far have been, have been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Shatter, Point B, and Into the Breach are like the three that jump out. But, you know, for something you're not paying any extra for, um, it's a good deal. Um, is that not coming to anything else? Just phones? Uh oh, into the breach? No, sorry, point P. Uh just phones for now. But uh like I was saying earlier, it just works so well with the touchscreen that I don't, I don't know if you'd wanna play it with a controller. I don't I think don't, it would work. I wanna I don't wanna get Netflix. <laughs> yeah. That that is the unfortunate thing is yeah, yeah you need to get it through Netflix. How are you gonna watch better call Saul, Josh? I don't want to watch Better Call Saul. You know oh, this. There are ways. You know. There's ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like pet show. Come on, Josh. <laughs> uh, hey, we are not a Netflix shaming podcast, okay? It's Josh can- I, I am an individual. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have Hulu. I am, I am a Hulu He stand. doesn't even have Hulu. I have nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. He is running out in the middle of a desert with a laptop and a microphone and a hotspot. <laughs> Not in the True. desert. That was a couple True. years ago. And Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, yeah. All right, but yeah, that's point B. Really, check it out. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, it's been a while since I've gone back into mobile games, but Apple Arcade and the Netflix stuff, there's been quite a few things. I was like, wow, that was really great. Um, yeah, they try. What's up? Did you know they have a game called Skate City on the Apple Arcade? That's a pretty cool game. I do. Out. I've seen that. Yeah, you should yeah. Colton YouTube. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, moving on. That next we have Loot River, and I've not played Loot River. So why not? You guys. Mm. What is it? Because I hate yeah. loot. It's a game about <laughs> loot. Then- I didn't know that. Yeah, on, I mean, yeah, there you go. yeah, dude. I mean, that, you know, there's actually a surprising lack of loot for the name. I've loot heard river. this. Yeah, I was a little uh, surprised by that. For the first like 10, 20 minutes, I didn't even know I could break open barrels and boxes to get gold. So I was just oh, like, I, I did that. I there. did that immediately. Well, lucky you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though it doesn't matter if you don't know, Loot River is like a rogue light. And uh, so you get the gold and then you die and it doesn't matter. So it's okay that I missed all the gold in the beginning because I was dead in the first 10 minutes anyway. That's true. 
What do you think? However, I mean, so, uh, so I haven't played a whole lot of roguelite games. Uh, I get, like I can't even think of any right now, but I know I've played a couple. I know they could all fit on one hand, though, if I count Hades, them. So I haven't Hades? played a whole lot. No, I have not played Hades. Oh, darn. Okay, go on. Uh, so I didn't know that if I would like that aspect of the game, and I'm still not sure I do. Um, but I think I think the movement of the game I really enjoy. I love moving the little platforms on the river because you know you have combat, and then there's also like a puzzle element involved. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to I need to get to that platform over there, but there's pieces I can't move in the way, so I need to you know it becomes like a uh, like mm-hmm. a sliding puzzle you know yeah but at Sometimes the same time like... there's enemies everywhere so you're like okay yeah. if i move this you know to to try to solve the sliding puzzle i'm going to have to fight those 20 enemies over there yeah. on that big rectangle or that big tetris l-shape block um, and, and sometimes you're able to kind of lure and kite enemies like one at a time uh, onto your little uh, piece that you're sliding on um which, which can be really helpful to get yeah. some of the bigger enemies away from each other so you don't just get you know, slammed by all of them at once. Yeah, and that's a, that's another really cool part I liked about it. It it, it lets you no, no, no. it, it kind of yeah it kind of gives you agency on like how you want to fight the enemies. It's not like a lot a lot of games where it's like all right if you walk in this room you're gonna have to fight these twenty enemies. You can kind of like you know you can kind of like pace yourself and like connect your platform with theirs. Have maybe one mm-hmm. or two walk on your platform and then move your platform away. You know, so you can kind of uh you know you know do the combat in like bite-sized segments instead of all at once um, yeah so do you and, feel like it it goes past just being a gimmick because I, i'm i'm struggling with that a little bit i don't know if it justifies the the sliding puzzle overall uh, i don't know yet i've i only played one sitting of it so far but it was like an okay. hour and 45 minutes so i i mean i yeah i i played more than i thought i would that night because i was having a good time with it um i've i've hit a wall though i keep running into this one boss and it and like i will try my hardest and i can maybe get a fourth of the of like the boss's health down before it kills me so i'm that i mean i would have played more that night if i didn't keep running into that wall is so it hopefully, the second area boss that you're talking about yes yeah that first okay. one i think i died like maybe twice I but even, i i don't remember the first one what's the think, uh What's the progression like after you die? Like, do you get to keep any of your... Uh, oh, that's loot? a great question. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have, like, no. what do you call it? Well, no, I mean, do you have... Uh, you don't keep anything. Uh, you can... No, you uh, keep the, the blue things, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a currency that you collect uh, in each run, and you can spend it on... Basically, it's, it reminds me of Dead Cells. You spend it on ways to, like, uh, have certain weapons randomly given to you at the beginning. So you're kind of upgrading your starting gear. Got it. Okay. And then unlocking, I think you can unlock magic after you meet a certain character and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh, a game I didn't, a game I didn't put on here is Rogue Legacy Two, and I, it's a thing where I know that game is great. Like, yeah, it controls great. It's super deep. I mean, it's it's amazing. But I don't. Uh, 
a roguelite, I'm start. I'm really just hoping when I see a game like that, I'm like, please be linear. Please, someone yeah. have designed this. <laughs> and I am saying, like, from what I'm hearing, this is, is like a roguelike, right, Josh and uh, Colton? Straight up, yeah. Which is weird because the yeah. name, the name is a little disingenuous. If I see Loot River, I'm like, okay, where's my purple armor? Let's let's yeah, do like it. it's, you think it's gonna be little, Diablo, just little river and loot and stuff. Like that's it. Like my, my little crop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I wish. That, yeah, there was a better progression. Uh, maybe, maybe there is like later on, but it, it's real. I, I've hit a wall with it where it's like that second area. I'll just die way too much, in it. and then I'm like, oh great. Yeah, it's I go through the first area all over again. I think the biggest difference for me between that and a game like Dead Cells is Dead Cells. The areas were were so tight. Like you, you didn't feel like you were staying there for too long. You you learned how to get through them, how to kill certain enemies, and you. you it, it just had that that pace. Oh, yeah. you, I think you could I think blast is, through those first yeah. few areas. Yeah. I think Lou River is just missing that element, or maybe I'm just bad at it. It's possible. I <laughs> I take way too long no, in the first I, area. From what I've heard, that's you guys are kind of having the same takeaways I've heard about it. You know, like a, one of my okay. podcasts I listen to, the very first thing they're like, you know, for a game called Loot River, you think there'd be more loot? That was like their yeah. first <laughs> intro to that game to me, and I was like, ah. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder, I, didn't, I was going to say anything. I was going to see if maybe they, they fixed it. Cause that was no. like months ago, but mm. there's just, it, there's not really, I mean, there is loot. I wouldn't, I hardly consider gold loot anyway, because the way you use it is just not that interesting. The gold's for, I don't even remember what I buy for it. Colton, is it like, uh, it, they're, it, it's those like a merchant. merchant. Yeah. They sell a like one item. Mer- yeah. It, uh, it like, can I don't be... want that. It could be like, oh, you started out with the sword level one, but then he, you know, you might run across. It's like, hey, here's the, the yeah, sword but, level four. Oh yeah, sorry. Another thing, this game is also very Dark Souls inspired. They they're, they're just like, we're gonna use the RB uh, right trigger. Oh like, system yeah, to, that's right. For for the melee, and I'm oh. like, why? Why did you do that? They also thought it'd be a good idea to use the stat system. So you're leveling up like your your like vitality and your vigor or whatever it is and like your defense or endurance all that crap. So and then you've got strength and dexterity, right? So then you have to choose. Okay, what weapons am I going to go for this run? Do I want to be a dex build? Do I want to be a strength build? So I'm like, yeah, that's I think my those decisions least... aren't interesting in a smaller like in bite sizes in a roguelite yeah i think that's the least interesting way to rip off dark souls like there's there's games that do it right like you know like hollow knight where you're like oh they got the atmosphere and the labyrinthian like level design and you know there's just so many things that the souls games do yeah, you know, right. I, yeah, that no other games can barely touch but the stat system seems to work not one of them yeah, it works best with their games. Like, don't steal that part. That's theirs. <laughs> Leave it there. Yeah. And even the controls, like, I, I know, like, God of War more recently took oh, the, the Souls controls like there. But um, there are some games where I'm like, can it, I, I feel like the face buttons are good enough for this game. I, I like, like <laughs> action games to have it on the face buttons. It's I yeah, don't know. If, I really in, like unless, it, God of War, on the shoulder buttons, personally. I think... I think what makes it okay in Dark Souls is because you can't interrupt your attacks. I don't feel like I need to feather the button. Yeah. So it's I okay that it, if it takes a little bit longer to press down on commit. stuff. That's fine. Yeah. I want to try something that... Uh, I'll go yeah. Good on, well, what's up, Isaiah? 
though with when Colton, I was trying like hard, hard time like trying to visualize this. I was like hard time like focusing. But when Colton said about like pacing yourself and like approaching combat and like moving stuff, you guys are being literal. You literally move like like a an object like Tetris. Like a Tetris I guess we piece. didn't explain that well. Yeah, like You're a literal like writing puzzle. Right? Yeah, it's a literal oh, yeah. writing puzzle, which sounds awesome in concept. And yeah, it from is. The Colton like talks about it. It does sound like fun though how you pace yourself, how you approach things better, and like whatnot. But hearing about like this sort of like class system you have, like in the like you just kind of is it random or you you get to choose? No, no, no. Actually? it's not a it's not a class system. It's like Dark Souls where you are assigning stats like stat points um, on, on, on on your sheet. So then you're creating a build as you play, but then you're not playing for very long. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Like, it's like eleven strength, vitality, ten dexterity. 10. It's a weird yeah, choice for a roguelike. Like, really, I think. Yeah, that's a weird choice because it goes by so fast. Like when I play Spunky, I'm not care about my stats. Spunky. I care about the items. Spunky. Well, there's Spunky. a good way to do it too because I think like Hades and Rogue Legacy too do 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 <laughs> those do. little stats well. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, to me, it just sounds like that like the, all the disparate part like there's cool stuff in the disparate parts like the like the sliding puzzle like sounds like a leap new, a neat mechanic like the roguelike likeness of itself doesn't sound terrible but it just seems like once it's all put together it just sounds kind of confused <laughs> yeah it, it also know. like with this core mechanic like moving around like your your environment you literally move around your environment to your advantage or disadvantage i feel like this should be like a I feel like this should be more of a focus than like just the stats thing. Cause like this looks really cool, but it feels a little lost a bit, like kind of kind of weird, kind of like a weird mix. I mean, and and I think like half the game I think is great. Like I like I like the combat and the moving the raft things, the yeah. whole roguelike and the progression. I think is weird, but I feel like if they made the game like a linear game where you you know you get to keep the stuff after you die. You know, there's, a, there's some mm -hmm. really cool things. I think the game would be really nice to have, you know, and there's like interesting things like you can you'll move one raft and connect it to a bunch of other rafts. But then right off the screen, there's an enemy and it's like a wizard. And then he basically locks all the rafts together so you can't move any of them. So you're stuck oh, on that. That's cool. You're stuck on that big island. Yeah. Until you kill the wizard or whatever. So, yeah. you know, there's interesting stuff like that, that. I think would be really cool if it was like a linear game, I, you know, where it, it would keep me playing longer. I think I, I did yeah. want to mention um, the combat can be frustrating. Uh, right. The pixel art that it uses is very good, but yeah. I don't think it lends itself well to the action. I think things get kind of blurred whenever you have all the enemies like all over you and you're trying to attack them and stuff and lock on to different enemies, which it's not as straightforward as it might seem. And specifically around corners, I've just been like unfairly got around corners that shouldn't, like they don't seem visibly passable. And then an enemy will just like, yeah. Actually, like, those enemies with like spears that can like. Well, yeah, those have, like, are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks, right. the presentation looks awesome. Like, really. And this sounds like a cool game, but. Yeah. It sounds it like cool maybe, I, I hope maybe they do a little more work on it. Maybe they have like a, uh, like an expansion and they're like, and we reworked a lot of it, you know? Yeah. I'm looking so at hopefully these it comes reviews back. too. The, but, the reviews um, say mostly positive, but like they're saying the same thing you guys are saying. Like, like, Hey, we I, like this game quite a bit, but like it needs a little more work. I yeah. think everyone should try it. I just don't think it's yeah. a phenomenal game. That's, that's all. 
And it just sucks that it probably came out after, like, you know, after maybe three of the best roguelites ever, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that's what I think of, like, Hades and oh, what what'd you say earlier, Josh? Uh, I said Dead Cells. Dead Cells, yeah. Dead, Dead Cells, Cells yeah. Hades, and Rogue Legacy 2. Like, that is really hard to follow up, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Very All right. So, let's move on. Uh, so, Isaiah, I, I heard you've been modding. Oh, the Ooh. devil's work. I'm going to call yes. the cops. <laughs> woo, woo! Oh, we're showing you. <laughs> yeah, I, because of my PC, I've been modding quite a bit. Uh, fun fact, I've been, uh, I actually bought Sonic Mania again purely for Steam and to mod, despite having it for free on my Epic Games. But uh, I'd like to talk about Left 4 Dead first, though. Left 4 Dead is like... Like how how old? Like more than a decade old. Probably a decade old. Old and old. And I still have a blast with this game. It it, it has this basic premise of you for four players, uh, either online or just a single player. You have to go through hordes of zombies, travel through this linear map, and you get like gotta make it to like this like area where oh, I need to get this guy Coca-Cola so I can get through this area, or I need to uh, sound for alarm, defend myself, and get ready, and move forward to the next, like, safe house. That is the loop of Left 4 Dead. You go to safe house, like, two, three times, maybe, and you go to the end of the part where you, like, I don't know, like, do a concert and wait for, like, a helicopter to rescue, or you need to find, like, gas cans, scare up out the entire mall, and, like, pump it back up, and, like, all right, get out of here, you know, while, you know, fending for yourselves and being careful not to dwindle too far with like, like being like scattered because there's four of you, right? But hordes of zombies and whatnot. So you have to be kind of like smart with it. And like, what did be... you do to the game, Isaiah? That is a basic game and it's fun in itself, but with mods, it's even more fun. Nice. I have changed the characters skins sounds of this game entirely my characters i got kurt with the frog i got <laughs> i got i got knuckles from sonic yeah, boom Crash Bandicoot. i i do sounds not like a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> i have hatsune miku i have oh my god i have so many character mods i have ramathal valentine i have uh doom fist as my charger special zombie in the game and with like terry cruz voice lines going it's me power when he charges at you and when he dies he goes oh no <laughs> And like when you like throw down a bomb, you just hear like the vine sound effect of "Oh my god!" <laughs> wow. I got, like, I got like weapon skins of like Hatsune Miku and like Splatoon. <laughs> my my um axe is the Le- Leviathan axe from God of War. Machete's a Kingdom Key from Kingdom Hearts, um, and like so on and so forth. Are they it, all cause? Are all the mods cosmetic, cosmetic. or are there? Uh, are there any like gameplay tweak stuff? Um, I have not messed with the gameplay tweak stuff personally. There's only thing I've really messed with is like the concert level in that game. That one has uh, like a just like a different music. That there's all that's mostly cosmetic, just with the sounds and like replacing character models and like skins. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and what other game you've been messing around with? That and Sock Media. Sock Media replayed for Steam. All the way through, even encore, blast of the game. But what makes it even more a blast is the comedically amazing mod, Hatsune Miku mod. 
I have had a blast. It is, it remixes every zone with uh, the tracks being merged with Hatsune Miku music and see and stylized as like Hatsune Miku stuff, even down to the story. When you start up a game with as like a new story with like this mod, you get a new cutscene with Hatsune Miku being transported into the world of Sonic Mania and you get the little Sonic outfit for her and you just like play it like normal. I think I, I, I stop you right there. I think it's really ironic that that someone modded Hatsune Miku into something because I feel like she is just in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but you had to take but, it into your own hands this time. To but to bounce off what you just said, what's even funnier is that in 2015 there is a commercial of of Domino's uh, X uh, Hatsune Miku collaboration. And that's an inside joke within the game. Studiopolis? No, it's Dominoopolis. Everything's domino stylized. The vans, the the TVs, the characters, even Scott, the uh, old president of uh, Domino's, he's the boss. And Noid, the rabbit, <laughs> he's there too. <laughs> and when it transitions to the flying battery zone, it says, uh, breaking Sonic Pirates anime. <laughs> and it's a country roll sign in the top right corner. It is so silly but so much fun to just like like experience even the music remix with Hatsune Miku music it's like genuinely like great that's gotten me into listening to Vocaloid more yeah nice uh is this all through uh the steam the steam workshop Left 4 Dead has a built-in Steam workshop that you can definitely scroll through like for a long time finding those mods. Sock Mini, on the other hand, I went through Game Banana. Yeah, Game oh, Banana okay. has yeah. a dedicated likes page for it. Go look it up. It's amazing. Oh, and uh, one last thing. My drowning sound effect uh, for uh, Sock Mini is a Keemstar yell, and I added the donkey like, hey, <laughs> when you like get like, sh- like thrown through the entire room of Hydrocity Zone. It's great. I love this nice. game. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that's what like mods are are their best. It just gives like a second life to most games. And some right. games, you know, like like uh I, I feel like Bethesda games specifically get oh, modded. Yeah. Probably the most. So GTA and Bethesda. And it kind of gives that it kind of goes above what that original game was now. Like I don't know anyone that would just play like Bethesda Skyrim at this point. You know, with God of I War, guess unless you're on a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, with God of War coming to Steam, somebody modded the character models to be in like the Oh, I sense. can't tell you how many God of War mods I've seen on TikTok. They're just <laughs> some of the so funniest funny. videos. And yeah, like, you go, people like doing the voicing of them saw, too. All the, <laughs> all the models are like freaky looking and messed up. <laughs> I, I saw one where it was like the, the opening cinematic and he's like hugging the tree and then he cuts it down and then the boy walks in on screen for the first time, but it's just... A perfect model of Kratos, just like down to like, <laughs> like Atreus' size. So it's like a little <laughs> tiny Kratos. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Oh man, I'm all yeah. for that. I I know like when uh, MGS Five came out, people were like, "There's this uh, weird dancing scene," and they were putting in, uh, they were just putting in like character models from other games. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, we are nearing the end of our list here, so let's move on. And Colton, tell me about Hitman, the trilogy. Yeah. Oh, man. So I love the Hitman games. I've always loved them. Uh, He's like, you know, it's... No, no, no. How dare you? <laughs> so I was a little late on the first one, 
uh, I think it, it must have been like a year and a half after it came out when I think they went on sale on PlayStation. So I got it. And I can't tell you how much I played that first one. I loved every second of it. I didn't realize how much uh, I would like, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a, basic, a a murder simulation. I just, it, it, it's so fun to me. I, I, I like the detail they put in those games and, you know, how big each map is, you know, how, you know, it, it doesn't look like it's ever going to be that big. And then whenever you get in there, there's so many layers to each map and so many things you yeah. can do. Like whole buildings. You're like, what? And yeah. Whole, interactive is a courtyard, a backyard, like a downstairs, like to like a, it's like a, like a, what is it? Like a, like a chefing room, chef room? Kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen. I think yeah, it's my yeah, favorite yeah. thing chef about room. those games chef. is like, uh, is anything you you think to do they they thought of it already yeah. you know what i mean you're like oh will that work or can i kill someone like this and the answer is usually yes because they yeah. they they're like really good about getting in the mind of like their players and designing around it and i feel like that's not an easy thing to do you know yeah like it's hard to be like this like uh sort of like really like in depth of like you're thinking about developing a video game like how far can we go with like it's just great design that's yeah yeah and like incredibly designed and uh you know and i loved it this the the second one came out i got that and you know i was able to play all of that for some reason i could not i didn't beat that last level i don't know why i think i got stumped Mm. on it and then i just forgot to go back to it but anyways uh josh he got the third one and he did not like it so much that he gave it to me it was bad so it's bad in Josh's eyes. So I got it. And then finally, when I was done with Tunic, that was my next thing on the list is I wanted to play Hitman 3. And of course, I beat it and I liked it so much. And I actually, I remember the first game during the cutscenes, you know, I watched them and I tried to pay attention, but I didn't really, it didn't really grab me so much at first. I felt like there was a lot of stuff that was unsaid that I didn't really, I didn't really get. Um, but after playing the third one, and I actually really liked the story in between all the cutscenes and the story elements that you can get in the game too. Like you know, you pick up a document, and then uh, you know the your handler, the lady, I forgot her name, even though I just played like all three games. Uh, you know, she would talk to you and give you a little bit more context about you know the lore and the the story that's going on behind the scenes. And I I liked it so much that I said, you know what, I don't really remember the story beats of one and two. So after I played the third one, I just started, you know, I went back to the first one and then playing the second one. And, and you know, that's something I love about those games is that every time you get one, they retroactively, like, give you every, you know, the games that came before. You know, like, whenever I got Hitman 2, it came with Hitman 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And now that I have Hitman 3, it comes with Hitman 1, Hitman 2, and Hitman 3. So that I, I really like that, that they do that. Because uh. I don't think Hitman 1 and Hitman 2... I think I got them both physically, so I didn't think I. But I forgot. I forgot they do that. Yeah, they kind of combine it all into one thing. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I remembered that, I was like, "Oh, great! I can go back and play those." And I, what I'm doing is I'm replaying every level about four times because I'm I'm really trying to go through and do all the mission stories, you know. Because it'll have, you know, you start a you start a map for the first time. There's uh, somewhere between eight and. 13 to 14 mission stories that you know you can go through and it's basically like interesting ways that you know you can kill your target you know either either through accident or by happenstance or you could just straight up murder them but in a really interesting and funny way 
Uh, so that's what I've been mainly doing is because they're so the, the mission stories I think are so well crafted. I'm trying to do as many of them as I can before I go on to the next level, try to get as much of the, as much as I can out of the game. And I've been, I've been really enjoying myself. Do you, do like, you end up like like just trying like challenging yourself like well hey what if I just try doing this instead of like doing this or like switch up your like your your loadouts because I know you can like load out and like before you enter a mission. So I think whenever I because right now I'm in the middle of two since I beat three and then I went back and beat one and I'm in the middle of two now. Whenever I get done with that, I'm gonna go back to probably my favorite levels of all three games. So I have like probably two in each game that I really like. I'll probably go back there, and since I did all the mission stories, I, I'm probably going to try to challenge myself a little bit. Um, I've been playing on the normal difficulty. I think if you play on the hard difficulty, you know, it doesn't give you any auto-saves. Uh, you know, you can't save scum, which I have done quite a bit in this game, which I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. I just, you know, I just, I, I, I would like to play with a little bit harder difficulty. And I think it really ups the, uh, you know, everybody's awareness. Like, on the normal difficulty, if you break open a door with the crowbar anybody within like a a 10 foot radius of you you know like gets alerted by you and they're like hey what are you doing i think on the hard difficulty like if you do it like i think everyone like on the floor of that building will be able to hear it and they will come charging at you so they make it really hard they make it really hard to to get stuff done and i just think that i think that's really interesting to me so i might whenever i get done playing through all like the the mission stories and all that i might i might turn up the difficulty and see what i can do see what i can accomplish i have a question yeah. though hmm. what's the story look like for these games uh i mean it's, it's a little convoluted but i actually really like it you know you're just a you know you're just an assassin and you have a handler and you you get these contracts and usually they're for like bad people you know like these people deserve to die you know so don't feel bad about killing them but then, you know, the story kind of it kind of gets a little bit more complicated. You find out that the person giving you all these all of these uh, contracts, you know, has a very personal agenda. And, you know, it uh, you know, it, uh, without spoiling anything, you know, there's a there's a group of people that that you basically go up against. And all of a sudden the game does it kind of turns into, hey, doing random contracts to basically, hey, we're going to try to hunt down all the members of this secret organization. And, you know, and take them out before they can take us out, kind of. So it's kind of like that. Um, my, yeah, my good buddy, Devin, uh, I probably told you this before, Colton, but like uh, he got me into like really trying out these games because like he loves these games and how like how he's rewarded for like uh, just like trying out new things with each level. And that one um, mansion level that I was telling you about, that is just a perfect example of like you can try this and you can probably do it. Like just like a chandelier up in the ceiling. Hey man, if the, if the guy your your objective's like right below there, you can shoot that down, run out of there, change your disguise, and oh, that's one objective done. Yeah, I'd say my fair part of the game is just how goofy it is too. Sometimes it is yeah. so goofy. It's oh super funny. There was um, a level I played recently where the the guy you're trying to kill, his grandma died or his mom died a couple months before. And apparently he's been having you find out, you know, once you dig through his stuff in his room, you find out he's been having like crazy hysteria. Like he's been imagining her like her ghost haunting him and stuff. Oh. So he's got a he's got like an observatory room where he like 
has a bunch of stuff. He has a, uh, what do they call him? Like with the big long beak, uh, a plague doctor. He's got like a plague go- uh, doctor costume on display. And in the room, he's got projectors and all this old timey stuff. And you can basically, you go through his mom's room and you like move stuff around to make him think that his mother's ghost is trying to talk to him. And whenever you have him like really freaked out, you can steal a VHS tape that he thought he got rid of, put it in the projector, and then go hide in the room disguised as the plague doctor, like posing for like a like a photo shoot. But they think you know they think you're a mannequin, but you're like disguised as the plague doctor. And you turn on the projector, and all of a sudden he thinks his his mom's ghost is haunting him. And it's really funny as he's freaking out. You walk up behind him and you hit a button to assassinate him, and it like starts this cutscene where like all of a sudden it's black and white. And he's standing in front of the projector, like terrified. And all you see is the silhouette of him. And you see the silhouette of you walking up as the plague doctor and like, and, you know, you know, killing him. And there's blood splatter on the screen and everything's black and white. But the red is like, or the the blood is like bright red, you know, little stuff like that. It is so goofy. And it's fun to find that stuff, I think. Yeah, no. Yeah. All that stuff's good. All the like random dialogue is ridiculous too that people say you're yeah. just like what did they do- what is this yeah, it's just, be- it, the best yeah. npc comments i've ever come across have been in this game yeah I think. they're super funny all right uh isaiah you're gonna close us out on our games here on monster hunter monster hunter rise i'm sure right yeah 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 okay well instead of hitting men in the video games you hit monsters that's right you're a hit monster hunter in this game, they have really built up on like the foundation world has made with the new generation of monster hunting, and a lot of like the things like that you might have an issue with world with like you know like running around and whatnot and like just doing like more like a I guess like attacks like special abilities. Well, Rise brings a lot more to the table in terms of combat and momentum and like movement. First off, you now have a new a little buddy called a Palmoot. You have Palcos and you have Palmoots. Palcos help you assist in quests and find with like little tools they got and whatnot. But Palmoots, um, they do something a little different. They're more for um uh what's the word? Like movement for like getting from place to place. Basically traversal. Uh, yes, thank okay. you. You can like really go from one side of the map to another side of the map without even teleporting in. It's just better and like more convenient. Uh, they have a thing called wire bugs, uh, where you can use them for traversal as well, where you can just like Spider-Man from one spot to another, and then like 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 literally like web swing kind of. And then like you have like web like webs like wire skills, where depending on your weapon, you have like two different skills where. They can like either take up both wire bug meters or one one that's like like a, like for me I'm a hunting core main so I have one that I can like take one spot and like do a little breakdance to another spot and like do like four hits on a monster and does like good damage or one where it's like a earth shaker you do one strong damage but we, but it's like only gives you tough armor but not super so you can still be hit out of it. But if you're if you're cool with it and like you find like a a good position to like prepare yourself to hit a monster, Earthshaker, do that and it'll just like knock them out like completely. It's it's very fun and the gameplay re rewards you for like trying to like integrate your wire bugs and those movements when needed. In fact, I, I have like replayed quests like with that. Another thing is that this is a portable game. This is for the Switch, right? Portable games for Monster Hunter work a little differently. With World, you have this like overarching story and like you have like a motive and whatnot. And Rise doesn't have much of like a, a big story to focus on. 
when you do like the normal like quests in the village, you only get about like uh what six five stars? I think six stars worth of quests, which are like different rankings. But it's not a lot of story. The real game is hidden behind like where the hub, where you can just do seven star quests, like up to seven star quests, and you learn more about like the actual things that go on about like the lore of the game, which is like this is a village and like rampages come about to try and like I guess just take it over because monsters are like spreading out more and more. The gameplay itself is honestly just so much fun. I'm really happy with this tile because it really does like build up from like world, the previous tile in terms like combat movement and whatnot. It's just with story wise, I felt myself feeling a little like sad because like I loved like just being involved with world story and like these like genuinely like intuiting monsters that you get to feel more feel more for like they hype things up they really give like a show with rise it's it's poetic but not too flashy as like world was yeah that's cool i i like what you mean what you said about all the like locomotion stuff because i feel like the strength or a weakness of the older games even before like um uh, uh world was you know you used to have to like run into different zones and they'd all have their own loading screens loading yep. screens and too. Yep. So just like traversing was probably the worst part of that game so it's made me really interested to maybe jump back in once you know i know it's already come out to pc and people are playing on steam deck or whatever but there are yeah. rumors that there's going to be a switch pro there's always mm. that rumor. There's always a rumor. <laughs> and yeah. Someone said that they, they saw Monster Hunter running at 60, which sounds like a rumor, but yeah. I can hope. But yeah, with, that's something I'd want to play portably still. With so. Monster Hunter, though, like with like Rise and like people like, you know, like, you know, hearing me talk about this, listeners, I will honestly like recommend Monster Hunter Rise to you as a first timer. Not a lot to like worry about. They have a great training area for you, like, really get like used to like a weapons you want to try out or weapons you want to main and whatnot. They have good quests that are like genuinely fun that monsters will like bite back and like learn how to like learn how you move about and oh i should mention uh with this game and like how movement wire bugs work you can tech in this game and if you know what it means it just means like if you get hit you can probably like recover from that hit quicker so teching like that's a thing and monsters can adapt to that malzina the new um flagship monster in sunbreak literally can tech chase you and like catch you off your guard when you tech so like you can be punished for trying to like get away and it, like it, it builds like this sort of like a mental strength for you, or it's like okay, sometimes I need to like cool it, not rush things, and not try to like get away from the monster always. Sometimes I need to take the hit, fall, and just use the invincibility brain frames I have then to try and get back up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you forget that you know this Capcom. They also made Street Fighter and Devil May Cry and stuff. So. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of that happens to come in Monster Hunter just in weird ways. Until you think about it, you're like, oh, like like teching. That sounds like something you do in a fighting game, and right, it sounds yeah. like you know, the, like the, the it's punishing you. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, seeing making those connections is cool. Yeah, uh, but it's, cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that will do it for our games. Uh, I haven't been looking at my timer here, but I'm sure we 
have <laughs> we've got a lot to catch up on so there's yeah. not going to be a middle segment on today's show that was that was the main core of our segment because i was like if we keep this going too much longer there'll be games we'll forgot we have played like i totally forgot that i played rogue legacy too until you guys started talking i was like oh <laughs> that might have been a game i would have talked more about <laughs> if we had uh if, you know e3 and our you know want. our game club didn't happen so yeah um, a lot of cool games y'all showed off today like like loot river point b diablo yeah oh, for real yeah like these are some great games I, I haven't been able to get like diablo though i have no space on my phone <laughs> yeah, love to, though. yeah it'll always be there i'll be there So, okay, so we're going to move on to the last part of our podcast here, and that is our Fantasy Critic Recap. And like our games, it has been probably a couple months since we've done this, and E3 happened, so we have picked up a ton of games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a, uh, this is a chunky list. This is a big boy list. So we're going to... Uh, just to remind you guys, uh, this is on www.fantasycritic.games. Our league is... Colton Gunner Green's Indecisive Acquaintances. And so let's just jump into it. Um, so Dalton, uh, he his publisher is Lightbulb Limbo, and he picked up a Slime Rancher 2, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Digimon Survive, which just happened yesterday, and he, and Prince of Persia Sands of Time was pushed. So he dropped that. Um, I was looking at Marvel's Midnight Suns for a bit there, and I was wondering who was going to pick it up because I wasn't brave enough. I don't enough. know what that is. No, it looks... No, me neither. Wait, worrying. I think I do. It's, it's XCOM. It's like XCOM, but for Marvel. It's, is it oh, a strategy game? Yeah, it's like I mean... card-based now? No, so I looking more into it, people got scared off by the cards. It's not card-based per se. Like, there's some abilities that you pop... Uh, you use cards, but it is not like it's it's not all controlled by cards. Yeah, it is you, still way more uh, like an XCOM type thing. It's not permadeath now because I mean you're not gonna kill off the heroes and stuff. I assume. Yeah, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I for me it was less mechanically and more just tonally. I was like, this is just like everyone has hormones. It's like super edgy, and I was like, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling uh, any of this. Your directions kind. No. I'm already kind of Marvel fatigued, so when I see something that's kind of subpar Marvel, I'm even more just like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I think I'm good. But uh, I'm, I mean, who I'm knows? I'm more interested in uh, Digimon Survive, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say about Midnight Suns is that, Del, you know, like the XCOM games are highly rated and good. So, you know, that could still get a good rating for him. But personally, yeah. Yeah. Digimon Survive. That was a good pickup. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Let's go on to Isaiah, which his publisher's name is Nintendo. So he picked up <laughs> Klonoa, which uh, we'll go down to what uh, that came out. So that scored. But he picked yeah. up Klonoa, Fantasy Reverie, uh, Red, and then Redfall and FF15 got pushed off his list. Badly. Oh, yes. yeah. Though that, that's got to that's gotta hurt Isaiah. FF15, I knew. That's why I voted against it. But, <laughs> but Redfall uh, was the one I well, was pretty surprised by. 
you I thought too, yeah. Final Fantasy felt closer than Redfall, so I would have I would have picked Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you got you still got five sl- five five slots to fill. Oh, don't worry. I just took care of that a couple hours ago. Actually, my uh, my current bids are. We we have spaces too. Uh, I I have I am rife with cash. (laughs) (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that. All right. So and then uh, next is me, Troy. My publisher is called People Knows Donuts, Um, and. Right away, Forza Forza Motorsport got pushed. Uh, Mm. Horizon did me good last year, so I was hoping that'd come through. And what I picked up the last couple weeks here was uh, Two Point Campus and the Diofield Chronicles, which is the Final Fantasy Tactics, like spiritual successor. Those are are both going to get 67 to 73. No, Two Point Hospital is a pretty highly rated game. What do you think they get? I, I I looked it up. It got like an eighty six or something, eighty seven. Nah, or maybe nah. like eighty four. <laughs> nah, we'll Don't see. That that'll be next. Else. That'll be I'm next Googling month. It. I'm googling it. The uh, the the Dealfield Chronicles is the one I'm a little oh, get an 84. about. Okay, yeah, exactly. I we're to the point now where all the big games are picked up. So if you can get something, you're pretty sure it's going to get like an eighty or above. You should probably yeah. just pick it up. I just um, didn't like Two Point Hospital, so I didn't want to take Two Point Campus. Yeah. Uh, all right, Wilfredo, nothing happened on his... He filled up his, like, list before any of us did. Nothing of his got dropped, so... Well, nothing uh, of his is coming out either. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he, had one, he had games. one game come out. He had one game come out, which we'll get to. His next game is uh, like, I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, he does have a game coming up soon. Yeah. All right, next we got uh, Colton Victoria, which uh, they are the People's Publishers. And uh, they counterpicked. They they got their counterpick up. Whoa. Their second one. Um, so good ball. Goodbye, good Volcano High. The Tumblr which, game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why it took me. I've been trying to. We were trying to figure out what to pick for our counterpick for so long, and for some reason, I just kept skipping over that game, which I just do not like the look of. And I was like, no. Oh my god, I have, no. I have to counterpick that I did game. Not. There was like there was the art a style that bad. I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> But you did get Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That demo really sold you. No, I'm kidding. I'm pretty sure that's going to do pretty good. That yeah. first one. Hey man, I, I'm just I'm just trying to pick games that are going to get 80 and 80 and above. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. which I've been solid. good about, except Weave Sports, which really screwed me on there. But yeah, your next two, uh, I think, were smart picks. I think it was good of you to drop Saints Row. Because uh, I'm re- iffy that's going to get above an 80. But Callisto Protocol is honestly, I should have thought of that. I don't know why I didn't pick that up. That looks pretty good. Yeah. I think um, so yeah. All right. And last we have Josh. Or not, not last. Yes. God, Josh, Breath of Wild 2 got pushed, which yeah. is a bummer. And then Josh hoping. went on like a target, like walked into a target or something. Cause... <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on a second. See if stars get pushed. So yeah, I was yeah, you like, I got to get my there. indie fill. <laughs> and you I got just, it. I, unleashed. Got I it. bet Will is happy about Breath of the Wild getting pushed because he counterpicked that. Yeah, he did. I thought, I thought it was brave. Crazy. I thought for sure. I was like, what else does Nintendo have? Apparently they have enough. Uh, yeah. They have Bayonetta three. That's what they have, actually. Yeah, but oh, um, yeah, that's me. Who, who thought that was that. closer than Breath of the Wild? I know, right? I did because by the time he picked it, they did have a release window. 
I mean, I mean, they did say like, Breath of the Wild. I guess you're right, but it wasn't at the end of the year. It's the big thing. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild gone. Uh, so you picked up Bear and Breakfast, Colt of the <laughs> Lamb, which I feel like those two are actually good picks. Colt of the Lamb yeah, is yeah. probably the one I was like, ah, that's going to score pretty well, actually. Uh, Escape Academy, which just came out recently. Get a decent score. Um, Curse to Golf, and uh, I don't know what this is. Maneko's Night Market. So I'd this have to this look game, I, it's like a filler pick where I was just like, it's probably not coming out, but if it does, I think it's going to score high. It's got okay. an amazing okay. art style. It's more along like the Animal Crossing vibes, stuff like that. God. Okay, that's cool. That's so it cool. might just be one of those you like drop when we're like, hey, anything that's not yes. announced. It's basically, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, I got one spot left for picks with that game, nice. basically. Yeah, so you're right. Okay, so and you got Pentiment, which is what again? Obsidian's game. That's oh, like, the, uh, yeah. Really medieval art style. Interesting. Look, yeah. That looks cool. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I think those were good. Yes, Forspoken got pushed and Sea of Stars. Uh, I think it's good that Forspoken got pushed because every time I saw that game, I'm like, it looks like it needs another few months. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So oh, yeah. maybe when it finally comes out, it'll be in a good... The uh, biggest thing for me is every time I see gameplay of that game, I'm like, ah, oh, that actually looks cool and fun. And then yeah. like a cutscene happens or someone talks and I'm like, well, when is... Can you it's not? Quality, quality, like... <laughs> I don't know graphically like nice, but yeah. the dialogue is like... Eh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it looks and it looks like you finally. So you have a full list. Are you the only one with the full list? I think uh, does, so. No, does oh, no, Will, Will has the full list too. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he still has a counter pick. So no, I think well, you're the only yeah. one. With you do have a full list. It's Escape Academy's yeah, last one. Calm down. <laughs> Penny him. <laughs> where's that? Where's that extra spot now? No. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, and our last little section here is we'll go over just the release scores. So not uh, a handful of games came out during this time. Summer is usually like a quieter period. So uh, first of all, let's do Dalton. This came out today. I updated this today. The game's not even out, but all the reviews are in. So Stray got an 84. Nice. Stray got Dalton 14 nice. points, which is solid. And that's, and that's not... So it locks it in after a week of being released, right? It locks. Oh no! It actually it can change. So as long as reviews oh, are still coming in, it'll still change. Oh really? I thought it was yeah. Okay. I could oh, be wrong about that, but I don't think it locks it permanently. It should. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie, which is Klonoa One and Two, like a remaster uh, or remake, honestly. But uh, that got Isaiah a seventy-eight, and it rounds up, so he got nine points out of that, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, considering my Diablo review there. Uh, and then uh, there's Cuphead, the delicious last course, which got an 88, and I never doubted that one. That was just a solid pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, Me and Josh have already mentioned that this might be the last year we do DLC and expansions. Aw. Because yeah. I could just put, you know, whatever the next FF14 expansion is, and that yeah. would be an automatic, like... <laughs> a ton of points again so you know it they're just a little too easy you already know the quality of the game so it's, it feels like it's cheating a little bit but it's fair mm -hmm. in this they year, could so. they could bomb on the dlc so they could they could but like it's i tricky. knew i picked Endwalker last year knowing and that ended up being the highest one and i pretty much knew from the beginning i'm like this is going to score incredibly well because <laughs> who else is going to play this game but the weebs that love this game all right <laughs> um 
Let's do uh, Diablo Immortal, which got a 63, which gave me a whopping negative seven points. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) not great. But at least TMNT got me 87, which is exactly where I was hoping that game would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Wolfredo, I always Ooh. I keep saying every time I'm like I'm never gonna pick a a, a Mario sports game because I feel yeah. like it burns it burns you this every was time. The best chance, and they it's, dropped. They, the ball. they dropped. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least it got above it. But yeah, seventy three three points. Um, next we have Colton Victoria, which is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is the Warriors game. And that got an 81, 11 points. Honestly, that's probably pretty high for what that game is. So, you know, anything above an 80. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, and then we have Monster, uh, for you, Josh, we have Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak uh, expansion there. And that is 88, 18 points. Again, you outbid me real hard on that. Yeah. (laughs) Early on, I was like, I really wanted that one because, yeah. I guess that's how it balances out, though, right? It's like we both knew it was like, this is going to score high. So I just spent a ton of money on it. True, true. Um, And we're hurting for games. I mean, I don't think we're going to hurt for games next year because they've all been delayed for two years. That might Uh, make picking the expansion more interesting next year. I guess you're right. Oh, really? You went for that? We might keep it in then. Uh, I feel like next year's picks are, it's going to be a battle for the first, everyone's first two picks. Like, man, I have like five (laughs) things. I'm like, well, if they pick this, I'll pick this, but they pick this, I'll pick this, you know? Just off the top of my head, that's how, that's how crazy. And that's just like in the first six months of the year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. And then last, you got Escape Academy, which came out a few days ago, and that gave you a solid 80. So 10 I would still like to play the game. It looks pretty cool. I have it downloaded. On Game Pass, everyone, so... No reason not to, and we just continue to like to like advertise Game Pass to our listeners. Like, can we just like make that uh, right thing? Hey, save them money, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 did we mention Stray was free on PlayStation? Yeah, don't buy Stray. Get it free on the upgraded oh. to your PlayStation. There you go. Just don't buy yeah, Stray. Yeah. Don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, don't Looks buy boring. Stray. Get it for oh, maybe dear. free. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I don't really want to play that game. It looks a little boring at this. Point. Little, uh, yeah. I'll, I. I will see. It's. You know. It's a cat. It's. You know. I'm gonna play it. But we'll I love cats. <laughs> I don't like cats. <laughs> this game's not for you then. But uh, <laughs> all right. Um. I think that covers today's game. So I just want to thank you all for for going through that hefty list. Hey, Oof, I feel like yeah. we've caught up to, you know, we're ready to maybe talk more games. Uh, well, no, we'll have a different episode next week that I'll have a little little bit different of a flair. But I'm glad to have caught up on all this. Get it, We got it off our chest. Um, I didn't even type. I just saw Josh, you had Elden Ring typed down. And I didn't even say anything oh, about it. Uh, I was, so quick, quick, say your piece. Yeah, about it. <laughs> Uh, I've come around on it pretty hard, so Whoa. I, was re- uh, yeah, I was really down on it before, so we can talk about it towards the end of the year, but yeah, I'm, I've come back around. I actually save that for next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, that was not what I was expecting to hear, so good to hear. Yeah, good game. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you all for coming, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.